This week on the Pushable Lace Podcast, we do a bit of a live consult on Dan's new program. And does creatine make you go bold? consult Dan. Hey guys, welcome to the Push Pull Legs podcast with myself Dammy and me Tom Hall. What's going on man? Not a lot mate, we're coming in from a Sunday evening aren't we because we were really organised this week. So organised. Got it in the diary. Also I'm on holiday next week as well. Not this coming week but the week after so we're going to record a podcast before that. I go away on the Tuesday. Which is going to be great. Be so Where are you going? I'm going to be in Montenegro and Croatia. Oh. Those exotic places. I don't know, yeah. never, been, never been to either, so I thought it'd be great. Um, yeah, going to Dubrovnik and then going to somewhere called Herzig Novi. It's definitely nice, not mate. pronounced like that. Um, yeah, we know, your, we know your pronunciation <laughs> of words. It's shocking anyway. But, it um, uh, it's yeah. funny because I always think with like Croatia and stuff like that, whenever someone says it, you kind of always have that Oh, like it's not really like oh, a really thanks, hot yeah. place to go or like a really like, I don't know, it just doesn't seem like a very, I don't know, normal place to go. But then of course nowadays it is actually, a lot of people go. Yeah. But me, it's just funny. I think, well, we're staying in Montenegro because I didn't want to stay in Croatia because apparently it's like one of the most uh, frequented places by Brits. Um, and I get annoyed when I see other British people on holiday, weirdly. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So we're staying in Montenegro because it's going to be a little bit further out. Uh, and I like oh. to do fuck all. Uh, when I go on holiday it's kind of like day on day off is my my standard do something then do nothing do something yeah no worry yeah no I get you I get you I get where you're coming from mate yeah, yeah but yeah it'll be fun it'll be good you'll be just drinking beer won't you probably I will be drinking real... beer yes yeah standard I'm prepping for drinking beer I had a beer yesterday as well um Ooh. yeah I guess we should say um Terrorism sucks on the back end of uh, this week as well. Cause oh, been a, fuck a, me, mate. Like, what is going on in the world? Like, these people. It's absolutely mad. So I live 20 minutes walk. So, yeah, like a five, ten minute cycle away from when it, what all the shit went down at London Bridge. So I could hear a load of crap going on. Luckily, mm. we, we, we decided not to go out. We were thinking about going out for a drink in that area. So we did. It was quite good that we did not. Um yeah, really, really fucking mad. I went down there today uh, when we recorded this. So the gym I use on the weekend is literally um, in one of the places which is cornered off. So you, li- you could literally walk in the gym and that's about it. Can't go any further up towards London Bridge. Um, yeah, like ghost town down there. Really odd, really fucking awful scenes, basically. And thank God they got killed. It's a kid. Yeah, it's... Uh... Yeah, I just there are no words. Sometimes I think it's yeah. it's frightening. It's just it's really is frightening. Like, yeah, doesn't much. seem like you're safe anywhere. It's, but anyway, let's let's right. let's let's lighten the let's lighten let's the mood. Let's move on. Time. Let's actually talk about let's talk about what we're going to talk about. Yeah, there we go. Um, mm. As I posted up on uh, the Facebook group as of today, um, oh, I was super excited about Dan's new training program because you you. If you listened to the show last week, I know literally thousands of people have. Um, <laughs> uh, so we're going to go 
and see whether Dan's actually going to follow through with it. And we're going to do a, a kind of consult with uh, as if I'm going to write Dan's program. I've already written it, so anything that's going through here, I have zero. I have zero input. <laughs> uh, yeah, but basically, with a as a, as a good coach, I would like to get his input on stuff he would like, and I can I can talk about the uh, messages he sent me on his. Uh, basically, I like to find out training history. Obviously, I've trained with Dan before. But so I know how he trains. Um, yeah, fucking weak. Mm. Um, and also what he's decided to uh, to tell me. Um, very odd, very sporadic, mate. But yeah, that's right. We'll we'll get through it. You're literally on the bare minimum of what I like people to train for as well. So, mm. I know, shocking, mate. Spark it up. It was always going to be a challenge, mate. Wasn't it? I wasn't going to make. I wasn't going to make it easy for you, was I? <laughs> just. just I'll, I'll see the first video of you just fucking 25 sets of arms and then just say like yeah that's what Tom told me to do yeah great uh, <laughs> so that's all got... I care about mate is shoulders and arms so yeah it's pretty much bodybuilder um, so I, I thought we'd actually start with uh, I've just written this down I didn't actually talk about this before Dan um, before the show but what would both of us do in a consult taken on a client like if i'm i'm about to write your program what would i talk about what would you talk about if you're taking on somebody nutrition wise that's actually might be some sort of information that people might want to know because believe it or not we do have clients and we do do consults with them um whether it be i haven't taken on any, anybody quite new for a few months but um i don't want to pretty much you don't <laughs> but yeah would go through what we would talk about uh, in a consult, how we would deliver it. I think that'd be fairly interesting for people to know. Uh, our amazing secrets of being people just talking to us. Um, mm. Yeah. And then we've got... Uh, there was some interesting stuff that Brett Contreras posted out. It is a little bit backdated, as we've seen. Uh, we looked at some of the research. Um, but it's within 10 years, so it's still relevant as far as I'm concerned, according to my research methods in my, uh, one of my degrees, that's okay. I can still use it as a credible source. Um, and then we've got some stupid things, Daniel. Whoa. My laptop's going to fall out. Yeah, we've got some stupid things about unrelated fitness professional ads. And you can talk about something that went, went mad on uh, on some spray. I think somebody got some... Some supplement-related some... rant. <laughs> some supplement related lols yeah mm. alright so consults Dan what do you normally do in a consult how's it how's it map out um, it's usually led by the person we're consulting with to be honest so like there's no real kind of set routine um, or kind of chat there's obviously a lot of questions we we like to ask but obviously with us a lot of it is because um, it's online it's done a little bit differently and like a video obviously pays a a huge factor in in that so we obviously send them a video with lots of things we want to cover and all that sort of stuff and they then send a response to that but usually on our initial phone call it is literally just to get an idea of what they've been doing like what they struggle with um and and it's very much led by them in that scenario like i like i said i don't have like a set of 20 questions that i have to go through um <laughs> like do you know what a protein is? Do you know, like, you know, you'll be able to get someone's initial baseline just from having a chat with them, like a human being, like we discussed. Yeah. Um, you don't have to talk down at them. You don't have to use fancy language. You just have to 
literally ask them what they've been doing or what they already know. And they'll often be keen to tell you what they know if they do know a fair bit, usually. Um, and that also kind of comes across sometimes in that you get someone who says, oh, I know loads. I know, yeah, I take these supplements. I take, I do this with my protein. I'm not like, okay. So you overthink things. So <laughs> we need to make things very basic and show you that the basics work. And then likewise, there's other people who have never even thought about, you know, protein after a workout or anything like that and again it's kind of like right well we know where to start with you and um you know based on their initial kind of seven day food assessment um we'll get a very good idea of where they're at based on how they fill that in um and the questions they ask during that week as well so it's obviously with us it's a little bit longer and we can do it online so it's kind of we don't have to spend 30 minutes sitting down with them in one go we can kind of spread it over a week so um but yeah, it's very much led by them, which is how it should be. Yeah, for sure. I think the contrast is uh, <clears throat> obviously when I take somebody on, it's more to it's less to do with their nutrition and more to do with their training. Um, and obviously, I do in in person training, one to one. I think it's called. Um, and my consult is, I get yeah, I want to know like medication, blah 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 injury history all that kind of crap but i i tend to ask that all the way through my assessment as well um which i guess is fun so i can keep talking to them and also it's a it's it's to check their in positions as well if they if they can talk to me during a position and i'm doing an assessment that means they can breathe and that means there's no impingement or something bad happening so i tend to leave actually do some of my questions whilst they're next like moving around which is crazy i know it's mad mm. um, but it also gives me something to talk about whilst i'm doing it um just but how to, can they control their rib position if they're talking to you Tom? Uh, mate i don't know like uh maybe if i just push it down or lift my head up put it down again that'll probably that's work what, yeah just that cervical spine um yeah that, that'll probably work but in 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 that it takes about yeah i say about half an hour i think you're right spot on there i think with the first initial consult because you've done one-to-one training as well because I, I used to be a trainer <laughs> i know but i think they're rough but i i i kind of uh i leave the whole session open to doing the assessment just in case um not that i say i'm gonna get bogged down and go down a rabbit hole i'm generally gonna still gonna kind of train the person a little bit um during that Pro, like that assessment but i think what we also alluded to during uh the consult doesn't stop after the first session or after the first time you see the person it's very much continuous and you're always writing notes about something that's going to happen just like i think my assessment probably does last about three four sessions that i'm still trying to work out what the person's if, if anything their working capacity is um how much you can push them how much they yeah what adhere to anything um which takes time and it's very important that you give that information to them so you want to see them for a certain amount of time um otherwise or explain how long you longest you think the process will be um so i've i've quite happily said actually i think i need to see you for 20 sessions um to fix or to give you some idea of fixing something and they've been like oh fuck it's 20 i was like it's 20 hours yeah there's 20 hours in the whole scheme of things not long but it could be 20 weeks it could be 10 weeks um mm. yeah but yeah it kind of hopefully hits home and on with the online stuff i try to lay out that as well i think you you 
you do it slightly different where you have a slight contract for a certain amount of time, which alludes to that anyway, right? So whether it be six months or to a year, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I try and say I want to I want you for six months. Um just to see if you will work with me. Um and that'll be basically the console. I just wanna follow up yeah, talk to them like a human being. Talk to them how you wanna you would be want to be consulted or anything like that. So I think we're gonna do we've all sat there, I think, haven't we, in, in, in scenarios outside of training and nutrition and stuff that we don't understand and just sat there and listen to someone talk and you're like Yeah. I have no idea what you just said. <laughs> like, and I think that the people we always resonate best with in, in life like, are, the, are the, it's like mechanics. When mechanics go, yeah, I won't bore you the details, but this is what happened. Like, it, it's, yeah. it's a bit like this. And you go, okay, I can relate to that. Okay, I, I get it. Like, rip me off 300 quid. There you go. <laughs> but if someone, if they start to always gobbledygook, you're just like, yeah, mate, I don't really know what you're talking about. And it, it kind of, it does make you a lot more, um, a lot more accessible for these people. They feel like they can ask you questions and talk to you. Um, yeah. You know, and that's, that's the way it should be. So let's let's dive into yours. So I asked for Dan's training history, even though I talk to him every week and we text pretty much nearly every day. Go, yeah, pretty pretty bro, so pretty cool. Um, yeah, but I wanted to know what you've been doing because I don't really, yeah, I don't really talk about training wise with you that much, do I? Really, mate? We do we do have lives outside of training. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Mad that we talk about that. We just talk about taxes. Yeah. Oh my god, so that cool. conversation. <laughs> um yeah, so I actually asked what he was doing. Um amazingly, because I want to know his history. Um which not a, lot. not a lot, apparently. So I think everybody all are you you don't mind me reading your text, do you? Absolutely not. Good. No, mate. Yeah. Not as long as long as you don't tell them. <laughs> as long as you don't sort of, you know, tell them when I the bit I cried and yeah. Uh, okay, cool. Um, yeah. So he just basically said he's been. All, I think if anybody's follows follows your uh, stories, you probably know probably know your outlook on what you've been doing. Um, been an extended deload for the last two to three weeks. Sounds about right. Mm. Um, considering about a year ago we couldn't get down to take a deload. Um, when you were training, which is mad. This is it's gone like. Whoosh, I just yeah. Flip. I literally I, I literally lost all motivation to even think about the gym. I just literally was. It was the last thing on my mind. I'd have rather have done my taxes. <laughs> so, last uh, so where are we? The first week of June now. So probably for last completed meso was just end of April. So yeah, two four weeks that'd be done. Um, so you were on, we we all know because you started raving about it. You were on full body for one of the first times ever. Um, instead of doing mm. upper lower splits or push pull um, or just some bro workout that you've made up, um, mm. and then you gave me some estimated one RMs, which is nice to know the estimates. Um, we'll see how your training capacity works out anyway um, as we go through that. I put those numbers in actually to to spout out what you're going to be hitting but i think i think you'll yeah. hit better to be honest I think yeah I, I mean like last time i tested the last time i tested my back squat i got out of 140 but i haven't gone that heavy on it for a good couple of months so it's one of those where again yeah. take 20 kilos of that it's probably likely what i'll be able to kind of do now um but the same deadlift but even ben. even though he's given me those numbers what we're going to do is smart coaching is after the first two weeks we're going to reassess and work out what we've been doing um i might make him do a couple of amrap sets just to fuck him up um but chances are the week two is going to see 
if he can give me some sort of reps to failure scale, then that would be lovely. Um, yeah, what else did you say? Oh, yeah, so on Dan's... So is this what you and Boxy have been doing? I think what you've been planned out. So full body, um, nothing groundbreaking at all. Let's, let's face it, training is not groundbreaking. It's just exercises in random orders. that and we're trying No, to what I've sent to you is what I've just done, literally done this last week. Okay, um, cool. What so, I sat, what, literally, I sat down and wrote it out and thought, right, if, if nothing else, I'll just do this for a few weeks. And... Absolutely. So, yeah, so which is pretty, it, it's perfectly legitimate. Dan knows how to train people. So uh, a pull, a row, same thing, Dan. Um, quad, hand, no, <laughs> chest, lateral rear raise. Um uh, buys, tries, abs. Abs, girl. Um, yeah, so 12, 10s, 8s, because he's Mr. Fucking Boring with his uh, rep ranges. You know, yeah. you know it's at all. Bet none of your... Uh, how many clients at the moment have got 12, 10s, and 8s? They've all got like... None. <laughs> 9s, 11s, and 13s, just to piss them off. Yeah, only um, yeah, yeah. the same. Um, so three times a week. So Dan is training three times a week, um, which is... Actually, I've got one of my guys on three times a week online at the moment, so which is fine. And I got one guy who's on six times a week, and that was his choice, not mine. Um, I let him choose that. I've said it was stupid. I don't really like training six times a week because um, I don't think it gives you that much recovery. Um, yeah, but he's on hypertrophy, so um, yeah. So Dan's given me free reign, which is amazing. Thank you, mate, um, to decide what you're doing ish, um, mm. but. Basically, my blunt texts were uh, what you meant to be doing at the moment. Uh, looks like your plans will be changing a bit. And I said, I'm guessing you haven't touched a strength phase in about a year. Would that be about accurate? Well, at the start of this year, we did. That's when I did that 140 squat. Okay, you did ones. So we did about 12. I think we did 12 weeks, and we did five, three, one for three cycles ish. Okay. So you're 12 weeks of strength? Yeah. As a bodybuilder? Okay. Cool. So I, personally, I, I would back off that. So I wouldn't put you through a 12-week on strength. Um, just because I don't think you have capacity, there's probably not much point in there. But I'm going to put you through six weeks of it. Um, mm. Okay. Is that right, Dan? Are you happy with that? That's fine, mate. That's yeah, six right. weeks is so okay. Six weeks is probably okay. Um, you could probably hack that. So what we're going to do is we're going to do it week by week. And um, so Dan's a bit more used to considering his splits before. So on the 531, how are you splitting up days-wise? We had four days a week. Um, and at the time, it was full body. Um, and we just did we just did back squat uh, on a Monday, Tuesday, bench and then thursday or friday was deadlift and then all the other exercises were like three tens three tens cool was there was there any kind of capacity that you're trying to do so any like sets or reps or volume per muscle group or per whatever plan? yeah it was worked out obviously it was kind of worked out that each major muscle group was done once uh once a day so over the course of the week it was those 12 sets yeah 12 working sets each muscle group except for um, buys and tries which had a little bit less I think we alternated them each day and calves as well cool alternated each day so what I'm going to do is right disclaimer right now I'm going to leave 
buys, tries, carves, and abs for you to do. Yay. You you can do them on your own time, uh, not me. Um, pretty much because they're probably the least like important things when I'm putting somebody through any kind of strength phase. I do mm. realise Dan is a bodybuilder, so I have written in like machine-based exercises as well. Because he trains at Watson, and they got some fucking awesome machines, I assume. Um, so yeah. he's absolutely fine. So the way we're going to work this out is as probably people have worked out before i tend not to do how dan splits up people um in terms of muscle group and body part splits or upper lower i do i do do upper lower splits i do do push pull splits um but how i work out people's programs is slightly different um so i have uh so my little formula right here is so you've got hinge patterns so hip dominant patterns knee dominant patterns vertical presses vertical pulls uh, all that kind of shit okay so vertical press push vertical pull and then we've got horizontal push and pull yeah you kind of get me and then you've got unilateral stuff and then you've got bilateral stuff so it's all fucking jumbled up together um, so Dan's session one and to be honest you can leave this open to uh to him to be honest he can change little bits I'd rather he didn't because I have a go at him but we're going to go through obviously you're going to squat obviously you're going to horizontal press obviously you're going to deadlift because you're cool right because mm. I just I, to be honest I want to piss Steve off as much as possible <laughs> and, <laughs> and he'll be like what the fuck are you doing um, yeah but you're going to give me six weeks at least um, otherwise yeah and we'll, we'll see what's going on um, and then so they're going to be your main exercises, right? So you're going to go through mm. a strength phase. Um, so the first two weeks, you're going to hit sixes. Second two weeks, you're going to hit fours. And the last two weeks, you're going to hit twos. You've never hit twos for a very long time, apart from yeah, a while no. ago. But I'm letting you do two reps, not one rep. So you're pretty cool there. Okay. So and then on the back of that, you're going to go... Because you're going to hit full body. Uh, basically, your protocol is going to be... It's going to be... Uh, what have we got? Squat. Bench dead and then it's going to be a squat dominant day so you then I go back into leg stuff so it's going to be a knee dominant hinge pattern um, for two exercises then you've got a session two which is going to be a bench deadlift and then a squat and then you've got horizontal press more pressing to do to be honest so it's going to be a combination of either good vertical or horizontal pressing um, you can do flies if you really want but rather you didn't um, yeah then you've got session three which is going to be a deadlift squat bench so horizontal push um, and then two deadlift or I'm using air quotes here is going to be pull stuff okay you follow me then mm. I'm following you <laughs> yeah so then all that's kind of the uh, the paramount of where you're going to go so you've only got five exercises that I've written out per uh, session um, which is big difference to what you fucking sent to me and I was like that's a lot of shit like Mm. Pop one, two. So what are you nine different exercises? Yeah, nine, nine exercises. I'd literally get confused. And if I wasn't, if you were supersetting those, it's just yeah. the last three. Yeah, just there's a big there one after there's that. a big one on the other. Yeah, you can do that every fucking session. I don't mind. You can do the buy tries abs every session. Mm. Go for it. Like, doesn't doesn't matter to me. Okay, you can go have fun. Um, yeah, cool. So we're gonna go. So your rep ranges we've worked out is sixes for two weeks, fours for two weeks. 
twos for two weeks. So they're not going to be just set at that percentage. So we're going to look. I've yeah. We're going to look at your percentage works. Um, so you're going to be RPE scale or reps to failure scale. So I've written RPE in because I don't know what your reps are right now. Um, mm-hmm. So you're going to go seven ten seven ten seven ten within your main lift. Cool. Yeah. So that means you're backing off on every single time on the. So you're kind of finding out, figuring out what you can lift on the first week, and then going balls to wall on the second week. Mm. Yeah. Do you get what I mean? Wonderful. Yeah. Good. And then, then we, you're a bodybuilder, right? So you've got to stay within your supposedly. Yeah. So you've got to really predominantly most of your work's got to stay in those hypertrophy ranges, which are, are again air quote um, eight to twelve. So I've written in for your accessory work. Not too sure how fond you are of this. Um, is you're going to be doing pause work um, on your supplementary, no matter what it is. Okay. Um, but I am gonna because I know Dan's training history on his uh, well it would be a bench deadlift squat on his pause deadlifts. He will not be getting pause deadlifts. Um, and he will be getting some sort of machine low row and he will be pausing within that um, mainly because he's had it you've had hip, hip issues before and I feel like we need to give you on one of the days you need to back off it um, mm-hmm. and that's gonna happen um, that's literally that's, that's good coaching hopefully he, he might be broken at the end of it to be honest but yeah but it'll look massive doing the low rows because everybody looks massive doing low rows. Doesn't matter. Exactly. I've, it's literally one of my most favourite exercises on a cable low row because I just I look bigger than I normally do. Um, yeah. So on the back of that, and then you've literally, um, if anybody's read a book called um, I think it's Boring but Big by Jim Wendler, that's what you're gonna gonna figure out that this program's gonna be. It's gonna be a little bit boring. But you're going to be enticed after it because you're going to be making gains, okay? Um, and you're going to be bigger for it because you're going to hit five sets on every single time on all that. What? You are five sets, five sets, five sets, five sets, five sets. Fucking um, so you. But let me just say this. On Dan's previous one, he had 27 total sets per session. I have given him 25 total sets. Yeah, but I'm going to do my arms and aren't I as well, obviously. Yeah, of course you are. Yeah. But I can give a shit about that because I've written it. You don't have to, by all means. You can save them up to the end of the week and it's still going to be maintenance. Absolutely fine. You're still Mm. still saving two sets per session. So you could save those two sets and then you've got got six sets to do arms, abs and whatever. You could do, just just do whatever you like, okay? So, and you said nine sets per muscle group per week. Mm. So obviously you don't have the spreadsheet right in front of you so i've gone per hinge or pull or push movement um so per movement so deadlifts squats or pushes you have a total of 25 sets put through those movements each mm. week okay so that's the parent where we're going to go through now, obviously um through any kind of press or any kind of pull um, you'll be working. I'm gonna. I'm gonna throw a random, unsolicited and non-evidence-based uh, percentage out. Say 40% um, of your activation of bicep or tricep through those movements. We know they do work during a pull or a push. Biceps or a pull, tricep push. Um, so you're gonna be hitting them through there as well. So hopefully he's not gonna be too sad. Um, 
So we got pauses, good lifts, and then we're going to focus on the other two. So one of them is going to be directly in hypertrophy ranges, and then the other one is just to fuck you up. So you're going to be yep. doing 14s, 16s, 18s, 20s, 22s, and then 24s. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the reasoning is because I find it fucking hilarious and I like to put suit <laughs> like that. So every single day you'll be hitting that kind of range at some point, okay? The rest of it's rest of it's good science. Um yeah, and then that's just get you a little pumped up. That's right. You'll be you'll be mm. loving a barbell overhead press for twenty four reps. It'll be just the bar. <laughs> it literally will be just the bar. To be honest, I wouldn't with that I've written in Smith Machine. Um, because I don't yeah. mind if you want to use the Smith machine on that. That's absolutely fine. Um, yeah, or you can use dumbbells. You can grab some sixes. Um, yeah. Sweet, mate. Have you got any questions you would like to ask about your, your routine? No, mate. No, I think no. I, seeing it on paper would probably be uh, enough to frighten the life out of me. So that's <laughs> all right. Um, so it's going to be nicely structured. Um, so mm. the stuff, stuff I'm asking Daniel to record is, well, he's just got to write his weights in. It's all done for him. So the volume kilo uh, per each fucking exercise will be mounting up and per session. But bearing in mind, um, I'm expecting the volume load to go down each week. Um, mainly because you're decreasing your reps on your like the main exercise okay and, you mm-hmm. won't be, and those are the guys that you're shifting the most load I'm expecting it to go down but your challenge is to make it stay a little bit more static um, yep. with with the other loads okay so they're then reprogressing okay so you've got an auto regulation of one two three four exercises for so you're allowed to do it and then I have picked out your percentages um, and your weights already for the other ones because i have used um if anybody wants to go look this up um it's a great fucking website called complimentary training um i can't remember who it's done by um so this was something yohanovich um he put like a awesome awesome uh awesome set of rep schemes um percentage chart up which is something i use quite frequently uh because we're nerds um and I go I go off a couple of these, um, but it also gives you a load of different approaches of how to approach strength. Um, which is this is one of my favourites, and it and it's cool, basically, and it will work, Dan. Um, but the, the fact is that I think during your off season, you need to be hitting a strength phase at least every. So if you split your year into quarters, no, let's go four months. Every three months, you need to hit one month of strength. Um, if you were my athlete, um, just so you can create a big enough stimulus for you to rip your muscle fibers apart. And we do know that not all your muscle fibers are recruited within your percentages and we need to hit above 90% at some point during these months, which is why the twos are there. Mm. Amazing, Daniel. All right. Lovely. End of that chat. And if anyone else, it's obviously recorded, but you can just write that down and just copy it blank for blank. Um, and then you can plagiarize my work massively. So Dan will have that. Cool. It's got a little logos on it and everything. Lovely. <laughs> cool. Um, also on the front page, stuff I'm recording, uh, sets and rep schemes, how long the macro is, how long the meso is. I've written a note section for Dan. 
put his name in. Um, I've written in hip mobility because I know he's got shit hips. I know also yeah. know you've got like shitty like upper traps at the moment as well. The chances are they're overactive, yeah. so you won't be doing any of that shit. Um, I've written in QL release um, before each session. Um, just because I think that's going to fuck up because it's going to be backwise. Yeah. All good, Daniel. I'm looking forward to this. I'm not going to lie. Me too, so. mate. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> All right. Perfect. So that's the end of our little consult. Uh, I think uh, Dan's going to, he knows exactly what he's doing and he'll, he'll get it sent to him in a sec. But it'd be funny. It'll be hilarious. But all right. I sent some research to you, Dan, um, by, well, it's not by Mr. Brett Contreras, but he did write about it uh, last week. Um, <laughs> yeah, so about being bold. And yeah, you're such a dick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, and when you sent it, to, you just sent it to me before we came on air, and um, I did say that I'd read it before. Um, basically, it's a study that suggested that creatine usage had um, effects on male pattern boldness, and it basically accelerated it. And it was actually, at the time, when I was a lot younger, one of the reasons that I actually didn't take creatine or didn't think about taking creatine um, was because I thought that it would accelerate my hair loss. And at the time, I thought oh, I was only one study, whatever, not maybe not the end of the world. And then Brett Contreras posted about it recently and said he wanted to see it redone because if it is true, then it's something that needs to be like looked at and seriously put on maybe the labels or whatever. Yeah. Um, which I thought was interesting because yeah, it's it's something that I mean, obviously I've not. The reason I didn't take creatine was for it, so it's it's obviously not you know, it's not what's caused my boldness as it is, but it is an interesting one to think that it can affect. It can affect that. Yeah. So basically, um, he kind of laid out that it was a three-week supplementation of creatine monohydrate, um, what effects did it had to, to testosterone in college-aged rugby players. So you're not a rugby player, but it doesn't really matter about the sport, does it? Um, so, But it's a big deal because we could need to be aware of it because creatine could alter hormonal profiles and expedite <laughs> male pattern boldness. Um, yeah. So it hasn't, yeah, yeah like you cheers. said, it hasn't, it hasn't been uh, researched for eight years, apparently. Um, and yeah, we things move fast in our industry, so that kind of needs to be redone. Um, so I'd love, I'd love people to do that again. I'm unsure of how they do the. I guess they just replicate the study completely, wouldn't they? Um, yeah, yeah. And just see whether it, whether it replicates. Um, yeah, very odd. So. It's not gonna scare me about taking creatine. I'm not on it right now, actually. But yeah, a little bit, a little bit odd. I wouldn't really thought that. But there was also something that he put about joint angle specific strength adaptations influences improvements in power, um, <coughs> which is something we know. Uh, I think people who utilize quarter squats in uh, power and in athletes who probably do not need to go to full depth always um, doesn't mean they don't need to ever go there but sometimes that a trained individual that's already gone through say the amount of squatting that myself and Dan have done through their lives and they only have the output of they're just trying to go through spin mechanics or the chances are that person is not going into excessive deep hip flexion during a sprint um chances are that some sort of quarter squat or some I've heard somebody call them sprint squats just and I think it's just no shut up it's a quarter squat um, only if you're doing it for that kind of stuff um, 
everything else, yeah. EMG activation, all that kind of crap is probably far lower. Um, but yeah, because it, it increased jump height and sprint speed and overall groups. Um, that needs that needs to be done again. Um, but that's cool. Nice, Dan. Good. All right, stupid okay. things. Stupid things, Daniel. Ooh, that sounds like bollocks. Probably because it is. Stupid things on the internet this week. Stupid things, yeah. So this week saw um, a lovely, a lovely comment by um, by someone <laughs> relating to um, the use of uh, magnesium supplements. So magnesium supplements, for those of you who don't know, are taken either orally. Or you can buy them in sprays from places like Holland and Barrett. You can buy transdermal magnesium spray from Holland and Barrett. Have you ever had one? Have you ever done magnesium stuff? I've tried using it before. Yeah, it, it, I, I, I've got. I don't know if it's because I got like I haven't got that sensitive skin. I don't I haven't, but it really made my skin itch, and I hated it. And I just like it feels horrible. And then you realise you've got like pepper and like black pepper and stuff in it. But anyway, oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I just I can't stand the itchiness on it and doesn't do anything but anyway, <laughs> that's kind of that's kind of why we're having this conversation um so yeah so like yeah so like the, the you know the transdermal sprays from um places like holland and barrett um and the, the, someone went in on um on a comment on on someone's post about them um someone was comparing them to topical um creams that you put on your skin for example now Topical creams that you use on your skin, like sun cream and thrush cream and corticosteroid cream and stuff, are put on your skin to treat your skin. There's a reason that they're put on your skin. That's because the ailment that you're suffering from is on your skin. Uh, and that's why they work, essentially, because they get absorbed into the skin. And they don't really go much much deeper than that. Um, and this lovely woman decided to kind of counteract the claims. I'm assuming she is well versed in her field because some of the language she used was extremely advanced and clearly knew exactly what she was talking about. But anyway, she talked about how transdermal and topical are not the same thing um, and how topical creams obviously get into the skin, which is, uh, she referred to the dermis, which is the top layer of the skin. You then have other um, layers, which are the epidermis, the fascia, the subcutaneous fat, and then into muscle. Um, and she was basically saying that it's very, very difficult for anything to be absorbed this way as the skin is essentially waterproof and it's a barrier to keep things out, which kind of makes sense because otherwise we would just be able to kind of swim in the sea and get hydrated, right? So that kind of explains pretty much why that kind of works um and any compound that's delivered transdermally requires a patch so there's a, there's a reason for that so like nicotine patches there's a reason that it needs a patch and that's because it needs a consistent flow um of the product i'm assuming so just spraying something on your skin is not going to be sufficient it needs to take needs to be there for a long period of time um anyway so she um owned this person talking about um, magnesium in this way um, and it was very very interesting because it's something I think gets talked about a fair bit um, you know with like Epsom salt baths and things like that and, and I think it, it kind of really brings home the fact that we need to make sure that the things we're looking at are evidence-based all the time um, and, and again it doesn't take much to kind of do a bit of research and have a little look and there's nothing out there on transdermal kind of like magnesium sprays that you can buy from Holland and Barrett um, so I think it's important to think about the supplements we are taking and how we're getting them in. Um, 
you can get magnesium through your diet, for example. Um, and no there, are some mag- there are some magnesium supplements that you can take that are actually very good at getting into, this, into the system. So people often say, oh, magnesium isn't very well absorbed by the body, which I think is technically true. Like a lot of, a lot of magnesium supplements probably aren't as absorbed as well as they could be. Um, however, there are some that are, if they're attached to a certain carrier, are better than others um, ones i've heard of, of being better than others are magnesium glycinate so it's bound to the amino acid glycine um and it can get into your body a bit quicker but either way um it was very very interesting to see this because the person who posted it then deleted their post because they realized they were being absolutely owned uh, <laughs> on this very topic that this person was clearly an expert in and this person was well out of their depth um so my advice is um essentially to make sure that if you are seeking out um, potentially magnesium supplements from Holland and Barrett, that you maybe think about the sprayable ones and maybe it's just a placebo effect that is, is causing that to be um, having an effect on you. Because as we know, we've talked about before, the placebo effect is very, very strong. Um, so yeah, I think it was um, worth thinking about. So that's just, that's just what I noticed this week anyway. Um, <laughs> Yeah, mate. Anything else to add, Tom? Um, yeah, I think this, the <laughs> vice hits home of what we talked about is pick fucking five things. If you've got a post about this shit, um, do your research. Pick some stuff you know about. Um, don't just freeball it and uh, then having to make shit up because somebody out there will know more than you. Um, and if you... No, it's not bad for picking holes and stuff, but make sure it's slightly bulletproof uh, or get somebody else. Hopefully, somebody else would have read through it uh, before with the stature of this person but pff, as we know probably not um, doesn't use spell check very often he needs Rakesh on his team to be honest um, yeah also there was one other stupid thing which was uh, you sent to me and you you were just baffled you could not remember which one was that <laughs> a long line of them um, we talked about unrelated fits Fitness oh yeah the advert yeah adverts. yeah yeah um so there's an advert for like click funnels or something like get your facebook ads right or something like that and there was a picture of a guy lying down on a foam roller with his the foam roller on his thoracic spine and then his arms back over his head holding a barbell with a guy pushing down on his ribs really really hard um which i thought was extremely odd a because the picture was stupid and B, it wasn't even related to anything that was to do with advert. But I screenshotted it and straight away sent it to you, and I was like, um, "What the fuck's going on here?" <laughs> um, and you, you found it quite funny. I did find it quite funny because uh, I literally replied PRI, um, which, but it wasn't PRI. I don't think uh, they do the rib cage pushy downy stuff with the uh, thorax, but not with a foam roller and a barbell, just all the way through. But yeah, it was very. Uh, the fact it was just unrelated to the advert that they were running, I didn't really understand that what they were doing. Um, just just somebody doing fitness, not some sort of rehab methods, some crazy fucking rehab methods. Uh, and yeah, it was just a little bit odd, mate. Very odd. Right. Just don't mm. just make the picture relatable. I don't really understand. Um, somebody's in, uh, yeah, it raised more. I didn't I didn't know what they were talking about in the advert. To be honest, I didn't look at any of the words because I was looking at the baffling picture and going that person looks like they're in fucking pain and that looks really really uncomfortable no matter what mm. they're doing 
Um, I felt sorry for them. But I guess it's made them talk about their advert, which is, is that the right thing? Yeah, I, I literally have no idea. Like It was just a kind of click, clickbaity, you screenshot it to me. That's great. <laughs> well, to be I'm, fair, I nearly, I nearly commented on it, tagged you in it. I thought, no, I tried to screenshot it for that very reason. I was like, otherwise, they're, otherwise they're winning and they know what they're doing. Um, yeah, yeah, I just thought it was really odd, a really, really odd thing to have on an advert. The picture of the guy, um, and he wasn't doing PRI, so I was like, what are you doing? Really odd. <laughs> anyway, cool. All right, I think that's the uh, end of our show, Daniel. Um, so... I think we've got a few more reviews actually kicked up Ooh, on uh, not checked on iTunes. Um, we're definitely above thirty, um, which is a very small percentage of our uh, listenership. Um, yeah, but <laughs> is it? Well, I don't know. It might be an increasingly large one. Um, looking about that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, exactly. But yeah, uh, go give us a review on uh, iTunes. Doesn't matter. Um, Go do all our Instagrammy stuff. You can just watch. You can. Yeah, it'd be great. So Dan's on Instagram all of his workouts. Um, at least what? one. <laughs> at least one thing in his day. Uh, it's gonna be hilarious. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be great, Dan. How is Watson Gym as well? It looks class. It is really good. Yeah. To be fair, it's um, it's a nice atmosphere. Equipment's obviously incredible. And um, yeah, no, it's, it's just a bit of a drive. It's a bit of a drive. Um, it's one of those things where, like I said, for me at the moment, I'm kind of daily life and hours of work are just quite long and at the moment it's not as easy that's why I'm only training three times a week because it's just like yeah. you know what getting out there at the weekends is just like I can't be doing with it I just don't want to switch off and same likewise in the evenings it's just a bit of a I'm not going all the way out there because it's going to take me three hours once I've done my session and got home so it's just a bit of a, a schlep out there but it is on the way to our office so it, that's kind of why we're, we're kind of there um, but it is amazing I think everyone who visits around this area should um, should go. It's it's without doubt one of the best gyms I've been to. Um, so yeah, no, it's it's really really enjoyable and it's great. Like I said, great atmosphere. Um, they've got everything you'd need. Like they've, got all, they've even got all the strongman stuff, CrossFit stuff. They've got a rig and everything like that. So it's not just kind of like bodybuilders, Watson, you know, machines. It's still built around the core principles that anyone can kind of go. And they've got like a ladies only area as well. So it's pretty pretty all-inclusive for anyone so it's real nice cool real nice awesome Daniel real nice <laughs> it's not awesome <laughs> no it's not alright um, yeah thanks for listening guys catch you next week <laughs>